Hey everyone, you're listening to the Career Quest podcast created out of the Career Center. We will explore and discuss a variety of topics such as inspirational stories of Northwest students, work relevant skills for today's workforce, insights into organizations and their hiring practices, employment and labor market trends, and much, much more. We want to support students by maximizing empowerment through education and experience. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the Career Quest podcast. Today we have Jenny here. Jenny Park is a coworker of mine. She is the employer engagement coordinator here at the Career Center. And we have her here today to talk about uh, work integrated learning experiences and uh, employers and all things related to um, employer engagement. So I'm so excited to have you here today, Jenny. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me on. It is such a pleasure to be on the Career Quest podcast. I have listened to quite a few episodes and I really just enjoy listening to them, learning a lot. So I'm really happy to be on here today. Oh, well, that's great to hear. I'm glad that you're enjoying the podcast. That's wonderful feedback. So I've got some questions for you today, Jenny. Are you ready to dive in? Absolutely. Yes, let's do this. Great. Okay, so tell me about yourself and your own career journey leading to where you are now. Well, I guess to start, I have over 10 years experience in the education field in a variety of roles over the years, including as an instructor, an English language tutor, curriculum developer, and program coordinator. And for the past six years, I have been working mostly in the field of stakeholders older engagement. Um, My story is a little bit long, but I think a good place to start would be that I had a really fundamental um, experience when I was volunteering in my 20s. I was volunteering with some adults and helping them with their literacy And um, that experience really made me want to go into the education field. Um, I did not go and take an adult teaching program. Um, I ended up going and uh, getting my Bachelor of Education degree in a one-year fast-tracked program in Ontario, where I specialized in primary junior. So when I graduated, I was able to teach kindergarten to grade six. And when I graduated, despite um, hearing that there were going to be a lot of teachers retiring during that time and that they were going to be a lot of spots for teachers available. Um, That was not the case. And I had two choices. Um, It was it was a real crossroads for me. One choice was to stay in Canada and, um, you know, 
put my name in to be a substitute teacher. And then the other choice would be to go overseas where there is a lot of demand for teachers who can teach English as a second language. And so I um, have never been afraid of a change or a challenge. <laughs> I consider myself challenge positive. And uh, at that time, I didn't have too many things holding me down. And I decided to go over to Hong Kong and teach English as a second language. I was only supposed to be there for two years. I ended up staying there for about six years and got homesick at that point, wanted to come back to Canada and ended up in Alberta. I had never lived in Alberta before. I'm from the East Coast. Um, didn't have too many connections here, but I did find work in a private school where I did take on some um, English language teaching and then eventually pivoted into more of a program coordinator role, a little bit um, more of a focus between students as well as um, employers. And I have been um, in stakeholder engagement ever since, really, really enjoyed it. And I'm really happy that I took the time to invest in myself and not um, be scared of, of a challenge and moving to another country and working in, a, in another country. Wow, that's amazing. So much adventure that you've had. I love the term challenge positive. I'm going to adopt it and be using it in my life for sure. Yeah, I was I was just thinking about that last night. I'm like, how do I kind of describe my career journey? And, and there have been challenges. There have been pivots. There have definitely been changes. But I think very few people have you know, a straight as an arrow career journey. And that's why I, I really, it's a delight to me when you start your podcasts with this question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting to hear what kind of leads people to where they are and the things that people learn about themselves along the way. It's pretty fascinating. Tell us a bit about your current role with the Career Center. Mm -hmm. So I have been in this role now at Northwest College for about three years. And um, my role is to provide a high level overview of all the ways that our employers and our community partners can connect and engage with our students. That could be through hosting a student for a work integrated learning placement. It could be recruiting our students or our alumni for volunteer roles, permanent roles, summer roles, and so on. And then um, also, if any of the listeners have been to our, our career fair this past spring or any of our other career events, um, it's probably a good likelihood that I have helped um, recruit some of those guest speakers or volunteers. Very cool. For those who are listening who may not be familiar, can you tell us what is WILL? What does it stand for and what does it, what does it mean? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So work integrated learning is an umbrella term and it includes various types of experiential education that combine your academic studies with relevant work experience. Some programs at Norquest have a work injury at learning experience embedded in the program, and it's a requirement, whereas other programs, work integrated learning could be optional, like for example, our business administration program, students um, in between year one and year two, or students just finishing their studies at the end of year two, have the option to complete uh, co-op experience during the summer. We also have something called MicroWill, and this is a really great way for students to participate in work integrated learning. It doesn't take a lot of time um, and it could be something like doing an informational interview with an employer that you might be interested in working with after you graduate or even doing a virtual or in-person job shadow with an organization that you are interested in in your field. My advice for any of the listeners that are wondering if their program includes a work integrated learning experience and they are not sure is just to check your course listing. It will be in that course listing. It could be called a practicum or a work experience. And then if you don't see it listed, you can absolutely reach out to us at the Career Center for more information and just to see if you are eligible for a work integrated learning experience. Great. Well, thank you for sharing that information. I think a lot of people don't know what WILL is when they hear the acronym. Um, But yes, that's great. And just to maybe summarize, Work integrated learning is a practical work experience, typically unpaid and connected to your studies. And micro will is any sort of practical experience on a smaller scale, such as maybe interviewing an employer or doing a job shadow. Does that sound right? That is correct. And I would also add, if anyone is interested in participating in a micro will, please reach out to the career center or make an appointment with a career coach. And in a lot of cases, the career center can help coordinate some of those micro will experiences. Yeah. And just uh, so the listeners know, I will put the information in the show notes if you are interested in connecting with the career center. Um, And also you can always email careercenter at norquest.ca. How can a work integrated learning experience benefit a student? Great question. There are so many benefits, you know, I think particularly for listeners who are attending college, there's definitely um, an interest in completing their studies and working in their chosen field or profession 
you know, upon graduation and work integrated learning definitely can help with your career exploration and your career preparation as well. So um, in addition to expanding your knowledge about your field and uh, as well as being able to practice um, some of those theories and approaches you have learned in your classes, it also allows you to really develop employment skills and gain work experience that is related to your studies. For myself, when I did my Bachelor of Education degree, I was really fortunate that in that one year streamlined program that I took, I participated in three different um, work integrated learning opportunities. I was able to have work experience in three different schools and it was really great to be able to have that experience in different subject areas. One thing that I did learn was that I did not enjoy <laughs> teaching physical education um, and uh, that I really enjoyed other subject areas. Um, and also it was just really great to network with other um, teachers and other student teachers. Um, it was a great opportunity to get advice and suggestions for me when I was already thinking about what I was going to do when I graduated. So work integrated learning really provides a competitive edge when you are entering the workforce. Yeah, that's very true. I think, of course, there's the skill building component. Um, having that practical experience uh, in some ways can really solidify what you're learning in your studies and just help you to develop those skills. But also, I think like what you're talking about, the self-reflection piece or the um, kind of self-discovery piece of having practical experiences can be so valuable. Um, I know when I was doing my schooling, I had three practicum experiences um, and in three very different areas of the human services field. And I learned so much about what works for me, what areas my strengths can shine, what areas maybe don't feel really aligned or really, um, I don't know, just a good fit. And that was really helpful for when I graduated, knowing what kinds of jobs I wanted to apply for. So yeah, there's just so many benefits all around, I would say. I agree. And then one thing I did forget to mention, Tyra, was that in a lot of cases, a work integrated learning experience can turn into something more permanent. It really depends, though, on what program you're in, what field you're in. Um, but I have seen it before where students can go on a work integrated learning experience and they do get a job offer. It could be part-time work if they're going to continue studying, or it could be a permanent offer if they are at the end of their program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I've seen that happen as well. And even if you don't gain employment from a, from a will experience, you are networking and starting to develop contacts, which is going to be beneficial for you 
starting to build your network is an important kind of first step when you're entering into a field. So what would you say that employers are looking for when bringing someone on for a will experience? Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of insight in this area, just having worked in, in this role where I am engaging with employer and community partners on, on a daily basis, various industries. Um, you know, there are some industries that I wouldn't be able to speak on, um, but um, generally what I would say is that employers are really looking for what I call those essential skills, um, most commonly known as soft skills. Um, a good example I have is that I was working as a program coordinator for a project management program. A lot of the folks in that program were internationally trained engineers and to, um, this has only happened once <laughs> in the six years that I've been doing this. The employer was a manufacturer um, in the oil and gas industry, and they specifically asked to host a student that had brilliant technical skills. And in their words, they were willing to work around all of the other soft skills. It was really shocking to me to hear that. Um, it did turn out that that student was not only technically brilliant, but also had really great essential skills, um, was a very, very nice person who got along with everybody, really fed it fit in well into the work culture. Um, but by and large, employers that I speak with are most concerned about those essential skills. A lot of times communication skills will come up. So things like being able to write um, an appropriate email, as well as um, just really being able to have those good collaboration and teamwork skills. I think the other thing that really helps students stand out during their work experience in a good way is being punctual and reliable, showing up on time and um, not necessarily leaving right when um, your work shift might end at the end of the day, but just really taking that time to get to know your colleagues, have lunch with them, you know, go for coffee with them, participate in any um, social events that might be happening, um, be active within any meetings that you're invited to, and just taking the initiative if you don't have a lot happening or you might have some free time during your work experience to say to your colleague, hey, I know you're working on this project. Is there anything I can do to help you with that? Because at the end of the day, I have personally seen um, colleagues go to a student's supervisor or a manager and say, so-and-so's experience is coming up and we don't want to lose this person. They are amazing. We should try and keep them here. And that's the position that you want to be in, of course. It helps if that's something that you are interested in yourself. 
Um, but uh, you really want to come from a place of strength. The other thing that I hear a lot about is that employers do notice if this might be a required part of your program and you're not as enthusiastic about the opportunity for work and career learning experience. So you definitely want to be enthusiastic, um, really show the employer that you are interested in learning and that you do have a lot to bring. Um, employers are really, really excited about students who can work well with technology and social media. So always try and highlight those skills that um, may not be a strength for your coworkers. And then finally, um, the number one pet peeve, and I don't know if this will be a surprise to the listeners or not, is inappropriate use of technology in the workplace. I often hear employers um, talk about um, folks, and it's not just limited to students, it could, it could be anyone in the workplace who's on their mobile phone, um, or their phone is not on silent, or maybe um, they are not appropriately using the computer. Maybe they're checking their personal email or doing um, personal banking. So that's definitely something that you do want to avoid. And um, the career coach is there to help you. They're there to help prepare you for your work integrated learning experience. Don't be shy if you have questions. Um, you know, if something comes up during the work experience and you're not sure how to handle it or, or what to say or anything like that, you know, reach out to your career coach, ask them. They have so much experience and expertise. That's what they're there for to help you and make this a successful experience for you as well as the employer organization. Wow. Amazing. There's so many valuable things that you've given the listeners. I hope anybody who is thinking about a will experience or maybe already has a, a will experience lined up, just rewind a little bit and listen to that portion again and take some notes because there's a lot of great insight there about ways that you can stand out to an employer and really bring uh, your, your best qualities in a way that you know, the employer as well as the whole team is going to see that value and want to hold on to you. Um, so thank you for sharing those amazing tips, Jenny. Thank you. It's, it's really my pleasure to pass these on um, and really, you know, help anyone out there who might be a little bit nervous about their work experience. It could be your first work experience and hopefully put you at ease. I think you've probably already touched on this, but do you have any additional tips just to help someone have the most successful will experience that they can? Anything that might really give them that extra edge? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the big tips that I would give anyone, even if you know you're working to get learning experience is gonna be you know, what you might call a direct placement. Um, so in a direct placement, you may not really have a lot of choice about what 
organization you're going to do your work injury at learning experience in. Um, but my first tip is that you do your market and your labor research, and that goes for everyone. You know, the market is always changing. Um, and so it's always good to really get a sense of what is happening here in Alberta or even Canada generally. Um, do your research as well and your own self-discovery in terms of really knowing who you are and where you would work well in what type of environment you would work well in, um, what type of role that you would be interested in. And even if you have an idea of the types of skills and experiences that you want to have during your work integrated learning, all of those are really, really valuable in your career kind of self-discovery, but also valuable information for your career coach because they will be meeting with you one-on-one -on -one to learn more about you and um, the types of places that you are interested in. And if you're able to come prepared with maybe a list of your top five companies um, that you are interested in doing a placement at and why you would be a good fit for those companies, that really helps your career coach in terms of um, who to approach. The other thing that I really want to emphasize as well, and I think this is really, <laughs> it's natural. It's very natural if um, you're thinking about where you want to do your work placement to think about those big companies or those really well-branded companies. So often, you know, students or folks might say, hey, I would love to work at the government of Alberta, city of Edmonton, EPCOR, you know, any of those like really big companies. And like I said, this, this isn't at all unusual. Um, it's very normal to want to work at a really recognizable organization. The only thing that I would caution is that um, small and medium-sized businesses are typically the, the businesses that are hiring. And more so are typically the businesses that are in a position to hire. So I do have a statistic that I think the listeners might be interested in. As of 2020, small businesses employed 7.7 .7 million individuals in Canada. That amounts to about 67.7% of the total private labor force. By comparison, medium-sized businesses employ 2.3 million individuals and large businesses employed about 1.3 million individuals um, or about 11.7% of the private labor workforce. Now, this doesn't mean that if you really have your heart set on one of those larger businesses that you can add them to your list of top five employers that you're interested in. Um, in fact, I think it's really great that out of a list of five, you do include some of those bigger organizations. It just kind of indicates in my personal opinion <laughs> and my personal bias is that I would be more likely to say that you're going to get a really 
holistic and really deep learning experience at a small or medium-sized company. If you think about it, it's those smaller, medium-sized companies where you're really going to be able to take on a variety of different roles and duties, maybe even work in um, other areas of the company if that's something that you're interested in. So um, those are a couple of tips that I do have um, just in terms of what you can do before the work injury learning experience to be successful. I do have one more tip, <laughs> and I think this will be really valuable um, for some of the listeners. When you go on your work experience, think of it as a probation period. So for example, if you wanted to be a mechanic um, and you are on your work and your learning experience and you are in a mechanic shop, you wouldn't expect that your supervisor or your manager would start you off on your first day by letting you work on someone's brakes. Mm-hmm. They would probably suggest, you know, that maybe you could start off by changing someone's windshield washer fluid. And, you know, that way they're really getting an idea of, of um, the quality of your work. So although this is a really extreme example, um, it can pop up in other experiences as well. So don't be deterred if on the first day in your work injury at learning experience or the first couple of days, your supervisor might give you some tasks that you think are really kind of simple or outside of what you were expecting that you might do. Like for example, asking you to photocopy They just want to see how you're going to handle small tasks before um, you start working on some more of those complex duties or projects. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. So don't be afraid of small business and medium business, and don't be afraid of small tasks either. It's, it's the way that we build and we start to gain trust from our employers and, and be trusted with, you know, more complicated or, or more significant tasks. Yes, you're spot on. You're spot on. Do you have any um, final words of advice or possibly helpful resources to offer the listeners? Yes, I do. My advice would be Number one, if there is work integrated learning as part of your program, or if it's something that is optional, really to like sign up, so to speak, for work integrated learning. It is so powerful as a learning and reflective tool on your career journey. I know that I learned so much from my personal experience completing work integrated learning. Um, So that would be um, definitely my advice. And if you aren't able to do work integrated learning, try some micro work integrated learning. The time commitment is less, but it's still really good insight into um, what employers are looking for and what you can expect um, in your field when you graduate. 
The other thing I do want to mention as well is the power of volunteering. So um, work integrated learning, it's a really great experience that you can put on your resume. Same thing with volunteering. Preferably, you want to be a little bit strategic in terms of volunteering in your um, work area or your um, career area. Um, and that looks really good on your resume when you do graduate. You're putting in all that work so that when you do complete your studies and you do have to write a resume that you're gonna have lots of really great work experience to put on there. And finally, I would love it if everyone visited our job board. It's called Career Quest Hub. And our employers have put a lot of really great opportunities up on CareerQuest Hub. There's volunteer opportunities. There's opportunities that are full-time for our alumni. And there are also summer positions. So get if you get a chance, definitely go on to cqhub.norquest.ca and check it out. Currently, um, there's a volunteer opportunity up there for summer youth volunteer coordinator. We have positions up from Meals on Wheels, including a fundraising event and project coordinator. And then we also have a summer position for an early childhood educator role. These are just a few examples. Um, if you go online, you can check out what else is available. Awesome, that is a great resource. Um, and we will put that in the show notes as well so that you all can go check that out if you're interested. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Jenny. You have such great insight to offer the listeners, um, and I'm so excited to have had you on the podcast. Thank you, Tyra. This was fantastic. Thank you for inviting me on to chat about work integrated learning and some other um, services that the Career Center offers. It was my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Career Quest podcast. You can connect with the Career Center by emailing us at careercenter at norquest.ca or by visiting our webpage, norquest.ca slash careercenter.